what's going on? Thank y'all for tuning. Thank all y'all for tuning in. Hello, hello. Welcome in, everyone on D Live. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'm gonna open up the treasure chest. So send like a lemon or an ice cream. I think that's how you get involved in that. You might just need to just be there. <laughs> but I'm gonna do that at some point during the stream. Welcome back. Thank y'all for tuning in. First stream back. Um, I guess covering topics that I want to talk about, not just interviewing and talking with guests. I'm going to discuss an important and popular topic that is going around the internets and societies today and is going to be infecting and affecting us uh, big time in the coming years in the uh, wars to come in uh, both the secular world and the believing world. It's an issue that's not going to be easy to escape from. We're going to talk about it. We're discussing it tonight. We're on Instagram Live tonight. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for the waves. Perky girl. <laughs> I don't even want to know. Aquaman bear. Nazarene follower. What's going on, my dudes? Mr. Zed, what's going on? June bear. My girlfriend's in the chat. We got legends in the chat. We got my mods here. What's going on? Yeah, again, last four streams were four guests coming on my stream. All of them were amazing. Glad I could... Uh, Get them on, get everything working, timed right, planned right, so that you guys can hear them out, what they're all about, what they're up to, and learn something from them, get inspired by them, or just hate on them. <laughs> if you're one of them hating folks, you can just hate on them, I guess. But awesome guests. This stream is going to be a topic. Um, and then my next two streams, I have two more awesome guests coming on. Both of them are repeats from previous streams. You know them. You love them. I'm not going to spoil a surprise, but they're legends, and they're coming back on next week, the week after that. And then I'm going to do one final solo episode um, on the 20th before I take a little break. I'm going to take a two- or three-week break and then come back in January to cover some more awesome topics. And we're getting more awesome guests on. Um, we got big plans. And if you haven't noticed already, I changed my name on all the things. Just everything, all the things, one universal name. Of course, I'm not turning my uh, notifications off like an idiot. This is my first stream on my new, on my new, with my new name. You'd think it's my first stream ever. Um, Jonathan Corey is the name. You can see it. You can read it. You know the deal. It's um, the only name I could find on all the platforms and accounts and services that I could use because, um, you know, apparently there's a lot of Sh Sean Corey's. <laughs> um, so Seanathan Corey, S-E-A-N-A-T-H-A-N-C-O-R-Y.com. And that name, Seanathan Corey on just everything, everything, TikTok, Instagram, Telegram is the one thing I couldn't change. That's still going to be Sean V Planet. So find me and subscribe to me on there. Everything else is Jonathan Corey. Um, had to make another Odyssey account. Um, that was the one bummer. <laughs> um, well, I guess I'll talk about that in a second. The Sean V Planet thing, though, um, it was funny and cool at first. I, I liked it. It had a good run. <laughs> it had a good run. It was confusing to some people. People thought my last name was like literally Planet. Um, it didn't do well when it wasn't spaced, you know, Sean versus the planet. If, uh, you have to just make like a, like a handle for an Instagram account, it doesn't really make sense. So the Sean V planet thing is over. It's done. It's finished. Um, after I first became a Christ follower about two and a half, three years ago, I started viewing myself as like some sort of comic book character fighting against Satan and the wickedness of the earth. And I thought that was like a funny theme to like put into pictures and, um, story, I guess. And I guess now I've just come to realize that we are in a spiritual battle, but that our weapons are not material. Um, and we don't need physical violence to defeat evil and help God build his kingdom. And, you know, also just the, the grim reality that I am not a comic book character or a superhero, you know, sadly, <laughs> sadly realizing that fact, um, 
So I just wanted to go with my name, but of course, again, my name was taken by like four different people on all platforms, same spelling, same everything, um, including some like not very famous actor who like has it like officially locked in, sadly. So my name nickname is going to be my real name on the internet and online going forward. Again, Jonathan Corey, S-E-A-N-A-T-H-A-N-C-O-R-Y dot com at you know the deal follow up subscribe so yeah welcome in y'all to the first ever Jonathan Corey live stream even though this is live stream uh 76 overall real name's the same p.o box is the same all of my accounts are the same just with an updated name and logo find subscribe follow do the drill hit the buttons you know the deal you know the deal you know what's up you're getting it um yeah, again, the only account I had to make totally new was Odyssey, but thankfully that one was literally new anyways. Um, thankfully, that you know, only I only had six subscribers there, so um, all of y'all that did subscribe, thank you, I appreciate it, but follow me over to the new account, odyssey.com slash at Jonathan Corey, S-E-A-N-A-T-H-A-N-C-O-R-Y. Um, subscribe to me on Odyssey, and this is confirmed finally we got it figured out we're streaming live on odyssey now so find follow subscribe to me there i'm gonna post a bunch of my popular old streams there um probably my last 20 streams mix them with a bunch of my my better earlier day ones um and then every live stream from now on it's gonna be on odyssey o-d-y-s-e-e dot com slash at jonathan corey um and sorry for the rant and ramble, but also I haven't been able to update y'all for like a month because I've just been interviewing and talking to guests. But I started a new job in landscaping, and hopefully it will be where I'm at for a long time. Um, so finally, I think I found my, my job for a while. Um, and the boss is awesome. Awesome family man. He's a legend. He's cool. He's an awesome. He's a great businessman and just a great person in general from what I know of him so far. My coworkers are pretty cool, and the work itself is pretty busy and active and um, interesting and fulfilling, um, but it's not too challenging like my previous two jobs, hardscaping, or wild bosses in their own way, you know. <laughs> not ideal bosses in my own way, um, in their own way. So this this boss is dope. It's awesome. The job's great. I'm getting used to it. We're we're getting into it, and then hopefully I can learn from him um, the ins and outs of the business so that I can eventually start my own, and eventually use it as a ministry opportunity to employ people who need to hear the gospel <laughs> while they make some money. Uh, it's kind of a long term thing. Maybe landscaping, hardscaping, um, business owner myself and use it as a ministry opportunity as well and also be able to use all the tools and equipment on my homestead or my friends homesteads and you know get multi-uses out of the business equipment so this is kind of the first step in that long-term plan so wish me luck and good fortune in the lawn wars to come <laughs> and hopefully i can survive my first winter just being fully outdoors all the time all day every day haven't done that yet. Um, but with all that, with all that rambling and ranting and life updates and name updates taken care of, let's get into the topic tonight. Um, thank y'all for tuning in. Said, my dude, what's going on? Um, been meaning to ask you, said, hit me up on one of my DMs somewhere um, where we can talk. I need, to, I, need to, I need to ask you something. Not live on my stream. <laughs> So wherever you're at, my Discord or one of my socials or whatever, hit me up in my DMs. Uh, I gotta ask you a question. And yeah, Sean V Planet, not Sean V Planet anymore. Said I am Jonathan Corey. <laughs> that's my name, my nickname, and that's what we're going with on the internet as well. Um, good evening from beautiful Northern California, despite the sodomites. Yes, despite. The unfortunate amount of sodomites in the area. Yes, it is beautiful. Met four bears in real life the other day. That's dope. <laughs> That's dope. Bears get it. Bears are crushing. You're getting it. 
Dude, plants are where it's at. Make plants, not debt. Yeah. <laughs> Make plants, not debt. Bra Bear, what's going on? Aquaman Bear, what's going on? JP, what's going on? My dude, haven't talked to you in a while either. RG Pargy coming up. Personality, not perky. Son of Manger, what's going on? Everyone, y'all are awesome. Again, I'm going to open up the treasure chest near the end. So send your ice creams and your lemons on DLive. And yeah, we'll get into it. Tonight, we're talking about the metaverse. If you haven't read the title of the stream already, the metaverse. So first, uh, what is meta and what is the metaverse, right? The word meta means dead in Hebrew, right? Have you heard this? Have you seen this? It literally translates to she is dead. And of course, everyone is acting like, ooh, he, 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 did Facebook not do their homework? Did they not realize that? Ooh, bad look for Facebook. Uh, no, they knew exactly what they were doing. <laughs> they knew exactly what they were doing. Meta means dead in Hebrew. Um, and it's not by accident that they put that there. That is the exact phrase, word, and spelling of the new conglomerate of Facebook and its subsidiary companies, M-E-T-A. They are branding themselves as Meta in an attempt to gain an advantage and head start in the Metaverse. All the, you know, the whole Metaverse push that is happening in our culture and society today. So in other words, Facebook has just voluntarily become Meta or truly dead and you could call that a grave mistake <laughs> but um <laughs> you could call that a grave mistake or you could call that planned and um, specific <laughs> or just you know a very symbolic and accurate representation of people in our modern times you know maybe Facebook is just describing us and its users the metaverse, if you don't know, the metaverse itself is a virtual reality constructed by computers and projected through the internet. And it is online 3D virtual environments accessed through screens projected in front of eyes, mostly on augmented reality headsets or goggles as of now. It is a broad term used to describe the artificial virtual shared environments that people can access on their computers tablets, phones, and goggle devices via the internet until they find a way to put the chip in our brains <laughs> or put the, uh, put the screens into our eyeballs somehow, <laughs> project it directly into our eyeballs. Um, the goggle devices are kind of the main hardware being used as of now. The metaverse is a dead universe, metaverse, dead place dead universe it is a false reality and facebook is now attempting to lead the charge in its widespread use and promotion um you know of course facebook is doing it so that all the boomers <laughs> and the woke mob can be the first online um, to escape the reality around them and enter into a fictional place where they can be pleasured and comforted and coddled and told nice things um, just like the boomers, just like the boomer wet dream. Um, and quickly, what is a corporation? Let's talk about that. I don't know if I've ever said that on my stream yet. What exactly is a corporation? Most people think of corporations as companies, Amazon being one or Nike or Disney. But in reality, a corporation has a specific and particular meaning. It's a company that registers with the state government to give it the same rights and responsibilities as a person. And in America, thanks to a Supreme Court ruling under Obama's public reign, these corporations were even outright given the same rights as you and I. But unlike us, um, a corporation itself cannot be imprisoned or killed. The word corporation breaks down into two parts, one being corpse, a dead body, which comes from the Latin word corpus or body, and the other part being oration or voice. One way to remember what a corporation is is that it turns a company into a body. 
a body that is considered a person in many respects in the eyes of the law. A fictitious person or a dead body, a dead voice. Corporations must pay taxes and follow laws like the rest of the living citizens. But because it is a separate entity, when a corporation fails or dies, its employees and managers are not responsible for its debts. Make plants, not debt, says said in the chat. So the company known as Facebook has become a corporation known as Meta, or death. It has turned itself into a dead entity, a speaking corpse, where those involved in the operation are no longer responsible for the debts accumulated and crimes committed. This dead entity is now seeking to create and maintain an alternative reality, a false environment for people to plug their minds into, to avoid the very real existence around them that for various reasons they do not enjoy. The dead lady is seeking to provide people with an opportunity to escape from the challenges, the struggles, the stresses, the adversity, the hard work, the beauty, the magnificence, the love, the triumph, the accomplishment, the meaning, the purpose, and just the real world itself, as well as all that comes with it. All of the good and all of the bad. The worst of times and the best of times, you know. Now the real world still exists, right? It always will. It always has, it always will. From the start of creation to the end of time, it always will exist, despite how we feel about it or what we want to happen. In it, with it, by it, for it, among it. It's the real world that is won't cease to exist just because people are acting silly and making mistakes and pretending to live somewhere they are not. And as Babylon and those choosing to participate in the beast system remove themselves from reality and focus their time and energy into a false environment, then the barbarian hordes will be at the gates in no time, ready to loot what is real, ready to claim the vacated land and resources. The strong will overtake the weak sooner rather than later. Just think of what happens to a civilization when the people are coddled, comforted, emotionally manipulated, allowed to redefine themselves, change their genders, given safe spaces to avoid conflict and stress, when they're fed, housed, and convinced to spend their time and energy in an artificial world, while many other millions and even billions of people are not doing that <laughs> just next door. Imagine what would happen if we took a group of dogs that were raised in people's houses, house dogs, and introduced them to a pack of wolves who survive and thrive in the wild. Just imagine the result when those wolves decide that the house dogs are getting in their way or are an easy next meal or are a threat to their own pack or their own cubs survival. I wonder who will survive and thrive in nature in the long run. Wolves who know how to live in reality or the dogs who only know how to live in the reality that their master provided to them. Just some rambling thoughts and questions um, <laughs> I want to put out there for everyone to consider going forward. Um, <laughs> Chalaga, what's going on, my dude? Hey, Sean, what if we're pre-Matrix, people lining up to enter Metamatrix? Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I wonder if that's... <laughs> <laughs> what we're facing hmm i wonder <laughs> are people lining up to exit their reality and enter into pods where they can be uh fed a fake reality of stimulation and simulation hmm i wonder if that's what's happening right now um <laughs> So entire generations living today have been groomed to live online. So like you said, um, pre-matrix. We're being groomed to enter into the matrix. We're being groomed to live online. 
and not live our lives. Aquaman Bear says, sounds like a good time to delete Facebook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's still on Facebook? <laughs> You'd have to, like, win a trophy if you haven't been censored or deleted on Facebook or if you're that lame to still just be existing and participating on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Facebook, everyone's like freaking out because it's like, oh, meta, Facebook is now dead. It's like, dude, Facebook's been dead for 10 years. <laughs> Facebook's been dead for five years at least. It's just boomers screaming into the void and like families yelling at each other. <laughs> and uh, people posting pictures of their dead dogs and their, you know, their babies. <laughs> yeah, It's been dead for a while. They just now have, they just now have named themselves dead even though they have been dead for some time. So again, entire generations living today have been groomed to live online. Video games, social media, television, and all of our screens in general um, have slowly become, have become slowly but surely the reality that people are choosing to exist in. The frog is slowly boiling in the water. Yeah, what is Facebook? It's dead. It's a dead it's a dead voice. It's a dead body. That's what Facebook is. But those who create, maintain, and promote the fake world of the screens seem to be convincing more and more people daily to join in their nonsensical infatuation with the fake world in front of their eyes and not the real world in front of themselves. Artificial intelligence is getting very close to imitating real life behavior, and it is crossing a line in people's minds of becoming real life. Sex dolls, avatars, cryptocurrency, video games, movies, TV shows, Instagram and TikTok and transgenderism and cosplay and plastic surgery, etc., etc., etc. All of these are just instances of fallen souls who love turning into what they are not and pretending to live as what they are not publicly for all to see and know. But it is a denial of the reality of who they are and a complete abandonment of who they were created to be and the true purpose of their lives. People without God have always and will always seek to make themselves gods. And we are currently living in an I-God society. An I-God society. Our culture has made using technology in an attempt to escape the evil of men very common. Our attempt to use technology to escape the evil of men has become commonplace. People have become very accustomed to pretending that sin doesn't exist. Seeking to escape the consequences of a lifetime of rebellion against God. Choosing a life of worshiping themselves and what has been created instead of the creator. Those still living in a fallen state have become accustomed to choosing an alternate, alternate identity to ignore their own life their own purpose, their own soul, and their final destination in the afterlife, one outside of God's glorious kingdom. And all of this recent crypto and NFT nonsense, um, they're just the newest satanic schemes, helping lead people into participating in a false reality, taking them away from the actual purpose of their real lives. People have become so lost and broken that they are rushing to purchase digital rights to digital content. Fake ownership over fake possessions. Using their real labor and their actual resources to claim ownership over digital, pixelated, computerized, man-made stuff. Just buying and selling dreams and illusions. With crypto and blockchain technology, fake currency used to exchange fake goods and services in the metaverse. The metaverse, or dead place, will be accessed on Meta, or the dead lady. 
<laughs> formerly known as Facebook, um, where people will use cryptocurrency to exchange fake stuff. Crypt. Oh. Crypt. Or the place where dead bodies are stored. It just seems weird to me, right? Does this seem weird to you? It seems weird to me that all of these terms have very dark, very non-living double meanings. You don't find that suspicious? <laughs> you don't find that suspicious, huh? You don't find that suspicious, huh? You don't find that suspicious. <laughs> people will someday live in their pods. Someday soon, people will live in their pods, eat their bugs, trade their cryptocurrencies and their NFTs, turn themselves into unicorns and attack helicopters, fight virtual wars over pixelated resources, and all of it sounds super duper gay. <laughs> super duper gay. The ruling class and the wicked forces using them want as many people as possible to create fake lives and false personas, choosing what they look like, becoming transgendered or robotic or whatever digital identity or sexuality or race or species they feel like in that moment. This transgender agenda pushed by our globo homo earthly rulers is not only just a depopulation tactic and an outright rebellion against God and his purposes for his creations, but it is a long-term grooming of people to accept false identities and fake realities. Where strapping goggles on your head can allow people to make their minds feel good in any and every way. Even if people choose to opt into this fake reality, becoming a lowercase god, and pretending to be anything and everything they want digitally, they still have to eat food and go to the bathroom, their hearts still have to pump their blood, the brain still has to function, real life, again, will not cease to exist just because people are choosing to participate in a fake life. Real life will not cease to exist just because people are choosing not to live in it. Those who choose to participate will still suffer the spiritual consequences of their actions or inactions, regardless of how they feel or what they experience, regardless of how many NFTs they have or how populated their pick popular their pixelated personas are or how much status they have in this metaverse. There is still God's world, his laws, his right ways, his creation, his plan, no matter how badly people want to rebel against him and escape from the consequences of that rebellion, they can't. No matter how much technology they develop or how real they can make artificial worlds seem, nobody can replace God or cause him to cease working. These Satanists, these rebels against God, want to find loopholes to avoid the punishment for their many sins. And they seek to convince or manipulate others into joining them in that foolish rebellion. The good news about it all, the hope that lies in whatever perceived darkness is coming with all of this virtual reality nonsense, is that nobody will ever be able to make you do anything. They will never succeed in forcing you to reject your creator. The choice is always yours. It always is. And evil has absolutely no power over you that you do not choose to give it. If you do not comply, if you stand strong, wearing God's armor against the wickedness of this world, you will survive and thrive. You will enter into the kingdom of God if your eyes are fixated on eternity. If you seek righteousness, you obey, serve, trust, and love your creator with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, sin cannot possibly have a hold over you. Sin is powerful, but you can be its master. The metaverse is powerful, 
it's powerful. It will be very powerful. And it will deceive many millions and lead them away from a righteous union with God. You can and you will overcome this satanic snare and demonic trickery by trusting in, believing in, loving, and serving your maker. Do not be afraid of evil, ever, (laughs) as it cannot hurt you. Wicked forces will do whatever they can to get you to join them. This battle is spiritual and persistent, everlasting, and we must always fight it off. Your fears, your anger, your despair will lead you to complying with or joining forces with wicked souls. And all it takes is genuine trust, love, and faith in God to fight against all of their tricks, all of the snares, their schemes, their threats, and their artificial reality. Call upon the Lord and trust in him. Right on. Yeah, thanks. For, I'll, I'll get back to you after the stream said. Thank you for messaging me. I absolutely love Jonathan. I wish it was his real name. I could legally change it to Jonathan. I'm doing well switching from the tree work to farming and moving to a historic farm soon. You guys can come get married. Yeah, we do need a place uh, to come get married. I don't know if I want my my marriage certificate to say California, though. <laughs> I don't know if I want it to say uh, <laughs> state of California on my, on my marriage certificate. But, yeah, we're going to definitely have to come out and visit. A historic farm sounds pretty dope. <laughs> based. <laughs> based. Mini based. Uh, <laughs> Tennessee is pretty cool for a wedding, too, yeah. By the way, don't tempt me with a good time. And that's such a beautiful, wonderful and kind author. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, thanks for the lemons. Thanks for the donations. I'm opening up the treasure chest. Let's do it right now. I'll do it in three minutes. (laughs) So get the donations in now. I think that's how it helps. Either comment or donations. I think that that makes you more eligible for the things. And it looks like we got eight, ten people on DLive and two people on Twitch. Twitch is finally working for me and one person on YouTube. And I can't see how many people, but Odyssey, Twitter, and Trovo. Jonathan Corey. I'm streaming it on six places now. Successfully. Twitch finally is working for me. After about <laughs> 40 streams of not working, somehow I got it to magically start working now. But yeah, DLive, I'm going to be opening up the treasure chest in like two minutes. Without warning. Because we're going to start talking about Imago Dei. Imago Dei, which means the image of God. In the first chapter of the Bible, in Genesis 1, 26, we are told that God made man in his image, in God's image, imago dei, the image of God. This is clearly a direct, intentional, and predetermined act of the creation of man with purposeful design. God's image upon man also consists in knowledge righteousness, and true holiness. However, these distinctives were corrupted at the fall of man. When God's creations chose to rebel against him and seek their own understanding, their own knowledge, and they sought to become lowercase gods themselves. What Imago Dei means for us now is essentially reconnecting with God spiritually reuniting the creator-created relationship, and doing so through repentance, forgiveness, and faith. We can only become the imago dei, or image of God, when we plug back into his logos, when we decide to reject the world and focus our worship and our being on God and all of his glory. 
for many, many, many years, man has sought out how to be in control apart from God. We ignorantly want to be in control, separate from God and his rightful authority. We want the power for ourselves. Our ancestors sought to create for themselves a good life and, of course, failed miserably. Of course, it will always fail miserably. Time and time again, man has sought to become their own god or to make up their own idols to worship and attribute goodness, truth, and beauty towards. Satan, the great deceiver, the first rebel and the one who seeks to corrupt and mislead all of God's creations away from righteousness in his glory, is our enemy and will always be until the very end. The people, the institutions, the environment, the schemes, the tricks and the traps, they are all just obstacles in our way placed there by the enemy, our enemy, to prevent us from reconnecting spiritually and physically with our Father in heaven. Satan spins lies, promotes the breaking of God's laws, challenges his authority, and will do whatever he can at all times to distance us from our Lord and Savior. To seek first our own well-being and not the meaning or the purpose of our creation by our Creator. And the ultimate evil one and all of his useful minions want nothing more than to create a counterfeit reality or the ultimate deception. Satan wants to create, maintain, and promote imago hominis or the image of man to oppose and corrupt the imago dei or the image of God. All right, treasure chest is opening. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Hopefully you get some of your lemons back. <laughs> May the odds be ever in your favor. Progressively in modern history, mankind has succeeded in modifying the external appearance of a person through dress, surgery, and technology. A person can alter themselves to appear however they want to appear and not exist in the body and life that one was created and designed for. We are reaching the point of the timeline where there is serious investment, development, implementation, and promotion in creating and maintaining an artificial environment for people to create an avatar of themselves. To then exist in a world in which the facade, facade, facade of themselves will interact with other avatars or other imitations of very real souls. So what are the implications of a society that chooses to exist artificially? Chooses to exist artificially. It will result in a decline in interpersonal relationships like friendships, marriages, vocational and spiritual relations. It will result in a new set of moralities, civil behavior norms, and a blurring of virtual reality and natural law. This manifestation of an alternate, alternative world with alternative people is just simply the newest and greatest trick of Satan to further drive a wedge between God and man. Mankind is seeking to replace and distort the laws and morality given to us by God with our own behavioral norms and rules, our own controlled consequences, and our own rewards. Fallen men want to become creators themselves. They do not want to be subject to and in service of the one who does truly create. Artificial intelligence and virtual reality has crossed the line now 
of merely being entertainment and is seeking to replace God's order and design. Metaverse will be man's next fall. Just one of many. One of many falls away from God. It is a blatant rejection of God's creation and design. A forgery of what really is good, true, and beautiful. This dead reality, the dead universe, and its dead participants are rejecting what the creator has provided for us in order to attempt to make something better or more pleasing for themselves. And it cannot possibly work or succeed. It cannot possibly work or succeed. This is just another instrument used by Satan to lead people away from God. The liar, if you will. <laughs> Leading people astray from God. But the good news is that you do not have to join in. You will always be able to not take the ticket and skip out on the ride. This fake world that rebellious souls want to create, maintain, and spread is going to become a biblical hell. Without a doubt, it will become a living, real biblical hell. And Satan will use this technology to cause further rebellion of good or neutral souls against God and against his right ways. It is important to note, it's very important to note, that not all technology is bad. Technology isn't just bad. But our enemy will surely use it to spread, infect, invert, subvert, and lead souls away from their Lord. All technology, and especially this metaverse, this dead place system they are rolling out right now, it is definitely going to be used for evil by wicked forces. We must be aware of that, not be in denial of that, and just choose to avoid compliance with the evil and avoid joining in the nonsense of the wicked. It is what or how mankind uses technology that makes the result good or bad. Advancements in technology can build giant, beautiful cathedrals for the community to come together to worship God in and appreciate all his glory and all of his provision. Or advancements in technology can lead to people sitting alone in their rooms watching violent movies and pleasuring themselves to robot sex dolls, you know. Technology can lead humanity into good, true, and beautiful times, and it can and certainly will, if we aren't careful, lead humanity into bad, false, and ugly times. It is up to us to make the decision. How are we going to use the technology? We have to know and understand the danger, and we can't fully comprehend it yet, by default, since we are still living in a time before the true rollout of this metaverse and artificial living in general. We must always keep in mind, though, that the schemes of Satan are subtle. The schemes of Satan are subtle. We need to see how technology is being used to promote the evil that continues to drive wedges between God and mankind. We need to know what is coming at the church and what is coming at us all as individuals. When this thing gets rolling, we will see churches buying into it and participating in it. They already closed down over a nonsense pandemic and did Zoom church for a year or two, which, you know, was really just a way for Satan to physically and spiritually divide the church and disrupt fellowship. And it revealed a lot. <laughs> we will see churches, the big ones and the popular ones, as well as the small one down the street from you in your life, eventually join in the metaverse and use this fake reality to conduct their church services, their fellowship, their Bible studies, and just generally by using this, they will abandon the blueprint that Christ and his apostles laid out for us. 
Wolves in sheep's clothing and false teachers will continue to lead their flock astray, as always, but we do not have to join them or follow their lead. We can, and we must, continue to follow Christ in all his right ways, seeking reunion with our Creator first and foremost, and always trust in, love, and give thanks to our true Lord and Savior, our Redeemer, our Maker, our Designer, and our True Father. Satan will use whatever means he can to distance us from God and join the darkness in this nonsensical rebellion against our Father. We can also use the same or similar means to spread the gospel and the truth, love, and hope of salvation afforded to all sinners by the grace of God. We can use technology to spread what is good, true, and beautiful, but we must not remain ignorant or oblivious to the spiritual battle and battles taking place around us and the tools being used by the wicked forces against us. Sin is powerful, but we can and we will master it when we put our trust, our love, and our faith in the one who deserves it. The one who made us, sustains us, provides for us, loves us, and wants us to reunite with him in the eternal kingdom. Sin is powerful, but we will master it. Right on. Luckiest follower, set of Acantus, and my girlfriend. I didn't cheat. <laughs> I didn't cheat. I didn't rig it. But my my mod and my number one my number one homie in the chat got most of the lemons, and my girlfriend got the rest. <laughs> I promise I didn't do it. I just clicked the button. What you don't like rainbow print on your marriage certificate? Yeah, no thanks. I let I escaped California successfully. Said I'm not going back without a fight. Not going back without a fight. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for Meta Hack. Yeah. Technology should have stopped advancing before the cotton gin was invented. Maybe would have been a better world. Yeah. The Amish get it. <laughs> the Amish are like doing things right, you know. Maybe we should uh, start taking some some lessons and notes from the Amish and the Luddites and the Mennonites. They seem to get it, you know. <laughs> they seem pretty happy and healthy. I think they get it. Um, Otto Rocks, what's going on? Otto Rocks, always with the... <laughs> I love you, my dude, but you're always giving me some, some weird, questionable emojis. I, I, I like it and hate it at the same time. I'm just kidding, man. What's going on? Hope all is well. I stopped donating to churches. They closed their doors to the homeless during the pandemic. Yeah, they closed their doors to everyone, which was extremely unrighteous. Um, you know, just reeked of fear and despair when churches closed their door. Um you know, at the time when people needed church the most, <laughs> let's just say the pandemic was real. Let's put wink, 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 wink. Oh, we had a really horrible, violent, deadly pandemic. And, oh, society just, everything was in chaos and horrible and crazy. That's when people need church the most, right? That's when people need to like one day a week, get together, see each other, be with each other, hug each other, smile come together and realize and recognize that God is in control. God is in charge. This is all part of his plan. Even if it's bad, even if we don't like it, even if it's mysterious, even if it's consequential to us in the current, you know, if, oh, everything's horrible, everything's bad. Well, all bad is made good in time with God, you know, and people who are true, genuine believers in him should at least be coming together one day a week to love and hug and embrace and worship and give praise to their Lord who is in control, not just close their doors and kick everyone out for a year. Um, so if your church closed, <laughs> that's sorry, but you're not, that's not a church. You know, that's a corporation. That's a Christian themed corporation, a Christian themed business. 
a Christian themed dead entity. <laughs> um, yeah. All I could think of was, oh, ye of little faith. Yeah, same. Same. <laughs> Especially when, like, you're not a lukewarm Christian, when you're actually, like, on fire for the Lord, and you're just looking at everyone, like, running and hiding and angry and scared and afraid and full of despair. It's just like, ye, ye of little faith. Like, come on. What do, what do I need to do to, like, spark that fire under your behind and get you going and get you, get you out there moving and shaking and doing good things and good works for the Lord? What do I need to do? They'll take your money, but when you are in your darkest hour, they are nowhere to be found. Yeah, exactly. The churches that went along with that pandemic suck. Yeah. I'm still pro-fellowship. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Spiritual battles manifesting into the physical for sure. Um, I'm planning on taking their land cheap. Serves them right for closing. Yeah. People seem to purposely omit that from seeing it. Don't know what that's about. Willful ignorance is my death of stupidity. Feel sad, man. <laughs> we need to arm the Luddites. <laughs> will they will they be armed? Would they would they accept being armed? Arm the Luddites. Those churches should lose their tax-exempt status. That's why they closed, was to keep their tax-exempt status. Fun fact, I worked at a church. I worked at a big mega church as the pandemic happened. And I go back and forth between whether I want to, like, expose them or not. And I've just kind of kept quiet about it. But without giving too many details, you know, about the church and the stuff, it's like when you... You know, my role was basically maintenance and janitory and event services, which event services stopped happening because the church closed for four months. <laughs> so I just became a glorified janitor. There was no events to set up. There wasn't a lot of maintenance to do. But you see all the corruption and you're I'm literally going in and out of people's rooms, seeing behind the scenes what's going on, understanding everything, seeing all the all the stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting all the tea. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the peek behind the curtain, you know, and without turning this into a big giant rant. Basically, I can tell you that churches, especially big churches in America, are owned and operated by insurance companies, believe it or not. If you want to know who's really calling the shots at a church, at a big giant mega church with a lot of money involved in it, I guarantee you the real true owner of that church, the real final say in what happens at that church is its insurance provider. <laughs> you wouldn't think that. It doesn't seem like the obvious answer, but when you're like, who really calls the shots at my church? It's the insurance provider. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but it's very true. If you are in a big giant mega church with a lot of money involved in it, um, your insurance provider is calling the shots. It tells you when to open, when not to open. It tells you what chemicals to use, what chemicals not to use. It tells you whether to mask or not mask or vax or not vax or whatever the thing, you know. People really calling the shots that matter, whether you can have your church open or not. Are those doors going to be locked on Sunday or are they going to be unlocked? The final say is not your pastor or your preacher or your elders or the even the donors, even the big money donors or... The people who've been there the longest, like no one that you would think of the church being, even like the quote unquote rich, powerful people behind the scenes of the church, like the elders or the board of directors or the big money donors who you're like, oh, secretly they're calling the shots of the church. No, they're not. <laughs> the insurance provider is calling the shots of your church. Guaranteed. 100% without a doubt. And I guarantee you, I mean, I haven't seen that personally, but I guarantee you banks are and the government is, is as well. Because if the government can hold their tax-exempt liability status um, over their heads, <laughs> ooh, do you want tax-exempt or not? You know, that also could be a big playing factor. But from what I saw, peek behind the curtain, I can tell you that a lot of big churches in America are operated and controlled by insurance providers. Fun fact for you. <laughs> Fun fact for y'all. Those churches, yeah. 
See, I'm not the only one with the Pepe's. Yeah, my chat is being flooded with Simpsons cartoons and Pepe's right now. <laughs> and I, I, I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like it. The 2020 riots were worse than the pandemic. Yeah, it was, it was the same. It's part of the same demoralization campaign. Thankfully, my set of Acantus Church did not close, though I'm not pleased with my bishop. Yeah, it's better. You're better than most, said. <laughs> better off than most. Yeah, there was a couple churches that did not close, and they will always and forever be recognized me as OG churches, <laughs> as good churches. One is Greg Locke. I've been to his church probably like six, six or seven times now. My girlfriend has gone with me a couple times. She loves it. And, you know, Greg Locke, he's famous. You can look him up. He gives some really great sermons, and I have a lot of disagreements with him about, you know, his choice of bringing a lot of politics into his Sunday morning sermons. I get that he's a political man. He's a political figure outside of being a pastor of a church. But I just kind of disagree with how much politics he inserts into his Sunday morning sermons because I do believe he's a really good preacher with a lot of insights, and he's a good shepherd of his flock. Refused to close, refused to mask anybody, refused to vax, very anti-vax, anti-mask, super based. And so even though I disagree with him, even though I like don't even believe really he's like that, I'm not going to say that. I disagree with him on some theological things. I disagree with him on some like on his strategies of being a church pastor, or preacher, whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, he refused to close. That's a man of God. He, he, he might be wrong. I might disagree with him, whatever. At the end of the day, he will forever have my respect because when the going got tough, he stood strong. He put on God's armor, wore it proudly, strongly, and courageously in the face of many waves of evil coming at him from every direction, you know? So it's like people like that. It's like you don't even have to agree with them. You can be like, man, I just, you know, this guy, I think this guy's lost, but I respect him. But he held the line. But, you know, he is a man of God seeking righteous reunion with God. And he wants to lead his flock in the right direction. So you can disagree with him. You can theologically debate him or whatever. And, you know, you don't have to like go and respect him or go and believe everything he says. You know, we should always be using discernment at all times anyways. But people like that, deserve your respect forever those people who held the line i don't know i don't don't know if i'm explaining that well or not but (laughs) the churches that did not close and fought back they deserve your respect whether or not you agree with them um, politically or theologically or socially or what have you um, i still believe they deserve your respect because they held the line when the going went when the going got tough they were there for us They were there for their flock. They were willing to die for their flock, suffer the consequences for the sake of their flock. And that should be respected. Um, Thanks for explaining that. Jesus saves. The message brought to you by Allstate. Are you in good hands? (laughs) Yeah. Jesus saves. This message brought to you by Allstate. Are you in good hands? We are farmers. (laughs) We are fishers. Yeah. Right on. Thank y'all. Thank y'all in the chat, man. The chat's popping tonight. I can't even keep up with it. Need more preachers like him. Yeah. Pastor Anderson was another good one in my opinion. Yeah, same thing. Like, I believe you, I think you mean Steven Anderson out of Phoenix, right? <clears throat> Pastor Anderson. If you're, if I, if that's the right person, Steven Anderson, the Baptist pastor out of somewhere in Arizona, Flagstaff or Phoenix. Um, I disagree with that guy <laughs> on a, on a, on some things, you know, um, I believe he wants to, to, he is seeking God, right? I just think he's wrong. I think he's a little too angry about stuff, whatever. It's like the same concept. Like I disagree with him on stuff. I've heard him call people out that I really respect. Um, and, you know, I feel like those call outs and those criticisms weren't worthy or deserving or in good faith. I've heard him get a very, very violent and angry at times. 
But, but, <laughs> he held the line when the going got tough, you know? And I do believe he's seeking God. And God will reveal himself to those who seek in time, you know? So, yeah, that guy, I mean, Stephen Anderson deserves so much respect. I mean, when the forces of Satan come after him, he's standing strong, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, you can disagree with him about stuff. You can have criticisms about whatever he's doing and complaints. And, you know, you might not even, like, show up on Sunday to see him or hear him preach or whatever or be a part of his church. But a man like that that holds the line when the going gets tough and does whatever and is willing to sacrifice everything to love and serve the Lord. And as a guy like that who's in a leadership position, who's willing to sacrifice himself for the well-being of his flock, his congregation, it's a man who deserves respect no matter what, even if you disagree with them, no matter what your disagreements are, even kind of small or, or big disagreements. Um, yeah. I thought someone used to live stream him here on DLive. Maybe it was someone else. Yeah, not me. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And that just goes for a lot of people. And a lot of people that when the going gets tough, what do you do? Do you give in to the demands of your insurance company? <laughs> or do you hold the line? Are you willing to sacrifice everything and anything you have in this world to love and serve the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? It's the true test. And we saw it in 2020 and we're still seeing it in 2021. Are you willing to lose everything? to follow Christ. And if you're in a leadership position, are you willing to lose it all and sacrifice everything you have and everything you are for the sake of your flock and to be a good shepherd? That's kind of the true test. <laughs> Can you honestly say your church is doing that? Your pastor or preacher is doing that? You know, if they have masks on their face and they're recommending vaccines and they're closing their church for six months, eesh. I hate to say it, but you're not in a church. You're going to a Christian-themed corporation. <laughs> you're going to a Christian-themed event held by a quote-unquote church. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you try to hold on to earthly possessions, you are spiritually bankrupt. Yeah. Seems like a lot of people see it at ground. Yeah. But it was good. It was a sifting, a sifting of the righteous from the unrighteous. It was necessary. God's plan is beautiful at the end. <laughs> we might not like it in the moment, but it turns out to be great in the end. You know, now we see blatantly who's on our side and who's not, who's following Christ and who's not, who's talking about God and who actually believes in him and is willing to love and serve him with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, we, yeah, it's a good way to look at it, the wheat from the shaft. Yeah, exactly. Right on. I'm gonna call it a night. Y'all are amazing. Thank you for the thank you for the, for joining me in the chat on my first stream here with my new name. Again, Jonathan Corey, S-E-A-N-A-T-H-A-N-C-O-R-Y on all the things. We're now streaming at six places every Monday night, 8 p.m. D Live, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Trovo, and Odyssey. O-D-Y-S-E-E. Twitter.com slash Jonathan Corey, Trovo.live slash Jonathan Corey. You get the deal. Twitch.tv, same thing. YouTube.com, same thing. DLive.tv, same thing. Find and follow me on all those places. And then all the social media stuff. All the links are in the show notes. You know the deal. You get it. That's going to be it for me tonight. Hope my rambling made some sense. And gave you a lot to think about and ponder over as we see this metaverse technology and just generally wicked plan roll out over the next few months, the next few years. Um, just remember to seek first God in all his right ways and all will be added unto you. Be still and know that he is God. Give all your heart, soul, mind and strength to your creator. And all will be made well in time, without a doubt. All the evil that was intended will be made for good in time. There is nothing to fear. Everything is amazing and will end gloriously in our favor. Just keep fighting the spiritual battles you face with faith, loyalty, hope, and love in your heart. 
You were made for exactly these times. You, you out there listening or watching, all y'all in my chat right now, you were made for exactly this time and this place. You were put in these times for a reason, to face exactly these hardships and these trials. You were made to achieve great things, and you will certainly do so before your time here is over. If you're here with me right now, if you're here with me at a later date, you are a crusher in one way or another. There's no way you're not. There's no way you just sat here and listened to me through all of this if you're not a crusher, if you're not a legend, and you will achieve great things in time. Stand up, speak out, be strong, bold, confident, honest, and optimistic about what is coming for us all. Because the children of God have no reason to fear, despite how silly or ugly or wicked things might appear to be or how evil things do actually become in this temporary place someday in the future. Faith, loyalty, hope, you see it, you know it, you get it. I can't say and stress those principles enough. Keep them in your heart at all times. For all will be made well in time, and God's plan will work itself out exactly as it needs to. I love you guys, all of y'all. Thanks for showing up to stream number one. My chat dudes, you guys are amazing. I'll be back here next Monday with a legend. King Step. <laughs> King Steppy coming back on the stream next weekend. I was kind of just spoiled it. Sorry, I was going to make it a surprise. But King Step's going to be here. If he can't make it, I got an awesome backup plan, uh, backup stream planned. But yeah, next Monday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, Jonathan Corey on all the things. Um, until then, go out this week and do good, be good, love and be loved. And as always, do good, true, and beautiful things out there. I love y'all, truly, all of you guys. Thank you.